I want to start with the headline that is really one of the top ones all day on CNBC.com, and that is what is really happening with COVID, and that is COVID being deadlier so far this year than it was in all of 2020 when you look at the numbers globally. The U.S. is definitely pushing ahead in terms of reopening, in terms of less uh, mask mandates, easing those mandates, making sure that there are fewer public health restrictions, but yet the rest of the world is seeing an alarming surge. And so we have seen the official death toll that was 1.8 million in 2020, now over 2 million so far in 2021. So we have had very successful mass vaccination drives here in the US, in China and the UK, but there are many places around the world that are still trying to figure out, figure it out. And even in places where those vaccination drives have been successful, not everyone is getting them. Even here in the US, the Biden administration this week just said that it will fall short of having the 70% vaccination goal by July 4th. And many of the people that haven't reached that vaccination goal are the Gen Z, the 18 to 26 year olds. And so those, some of the newest entrants into our workforce are the ones that have not been fully vaccinated. You all know this probably and are dealing with it right now. And so my first question to you, Katie, is as CHROs are approaching all of this um, with their global wor workforces, what is the first step really to incentivize workers to make sure they're vaccinated? Yeah, I'm so glad we're starting here. And this is, I should say, the, the issue I have been thinking about and spending most of my time working on for the last year, because it, it to me, seems like the biggest behavior change challenge to end this pandemic. So um, there's a number of things we we can do, and these are really range in how dramatic they are from the most extreme, which is we mandate it, you're fired if you don't do it. And that is certainly, I should also say, the likely be the most effective based on the evidence we have, which is of course, there's never been a pandemic exactly like this one. So all of the evidence we have, we're looking at other decisions about vaccination or we're looking at other health decisions, but certainly of course the mandate is the most extreme. It is legal. Um, there have been challenges to that that have held up now. And uh, and, and that is how we, we can deal with it if, if, we're, if we have the appetite for it most effectively. Uh, but a lot of organizations for good reason don't feel comfortable going that far. And then the question is, what are sort of some of the other approaches that we can take? Let me go to the other end of the spectrum and say, our team has done a bunch of research on the best kind of communication strategies. If you wanna take basically the softest approach and not use incentives at all, we um, ran studies in partnership with Walmart pharmacies and two large health systems, Penn Medicine and Geisinger Health, testing different communication strategies around vaccination. And what we found is just communicating that a vaccine is reserved for you could increase vaccination rates substantially um, at very little cost. And that's really around sort of, there's no hassle factors. If you default someone, give them an appointment, you set up an on-site clinic. Uh, a lot of people think we must be past that. Anyone who's hesitant at this point or hasn't gotten one, it must be because they have a strong desire not to, but actually there's evidence that, that convenience still matters. So how can we make it as hassle-free as possible? Tell people it's reserved for them. Um, we expect you to get it. We could use that sort of communications approach on one, on the other end of the spectrum. And then there's everything in between, right? Ideally, we're doing all those things plus because the convenience, I really, I think, can't be emphasized enough saying, you know, here we're doing it on site. You, you can make it so easy for you. It's set aside for you. We think the reserve for you language was more effective than sort of do it to protect others and, and uh, so on, in part because it communicates this is recommended. 
It's gonna be hassle-free. We've already set it aside and it belongs to you. And there's research on the endowment effect showing when something belongs to me, I'm less interested in giving it up. I, you know, it, I value it more. Uh, Richard Thaler won the Nobel Prize in 2017 in part for that discovery. So, so that's communication. Okay, so then in the middle, what have we got? Well, we see West Virginia trying $100 for everybody who gets a vaccine. We see Ohio doing and in California, and I actually I think there's 22 states now with vaccination lotteries. So I'm not going to name them all, but you know we've got the million dollar sweepstakes strategy. Ohio did see a significant uptick. Um, this hasn't been done by academics rigorously ensuring that everything we need to control for is controlled for, but the the data looks so. The, the change looks so dramatic that we do feel confident based on that and past evidence that lotteries can be really attractive, that that probably is working. We don't know as much about the donuts and the beer <laughs> and those <laughs> kinds of strategies, um, but it does seem we tend to overweight small probabilities of winning a big prize. It draws tons of marketing attention. So you can imagine using sweepstakes like strategies within an organization um, as well. And then there's, there's research on something called motivational interviewing, where you just have one-on-one -on -one conversations and try to talk to people about what are their concerns, ask them to articulate those and try to help talk them through it that can also be useful and could be used in one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so so those, are, those are a bunch of different techniques. We have this menu of options and then I think each employer has to decide how they feel. I really love what my employer has done. I should say the University of Pennsylvania has deployed a strategy where they're saying, we require you to get the vaccine but it's a soft requirement. So, so it feels like it's required the way they communicate about it but then they say, you know, if for any reason, you know, for some reason you really strongly object to doing this, here's your out. And the out is, um, really a huge hassle. So you have to be tested once a week um, on campus. You have to do a daily screening. You have to continue to wear masks in the workplace where no one else does. And the idea is there that um, first, most will interpret the messaging as this is required. Those who really feel strongly do have an out, but it's so incredibly inconvenient that hopefully very few will take it. Uh, and then of course, the university will keep track of who is in the category that isn't taking it. They can continue to reevaluate the policy try to have other interventions or programming to communicate with the folks who are not yet vaccinated to see if they can persuade them. So I think a, a suite of approaches, if you're not comfortable going all the way to the mandate, something like what my employer is doing, evidence supports that as a really good idea.